Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you out of work or maybe between jobs? Have reduced hours? Today on My Millennial Career, we have a chat about what you can do right now. Hi and welcome to My Millennial Career. My name is Shell and I'm a HR professional. Hey Em. Hey Shell. I'm Emily and I work in recruitment uh, but I've also spent a fair bit of time in the space of career transition which is topical today. Yeah so today we're exploring what happens if maybe you've lost your job or you're out of work or you're on reduced hours. What do you do now because we know lots of people are in this position at the moment and Em we're going back to your roots because this is kind of how, how long has it been since you really stepped into the zone of career transition? I don't know that I've ever been able to take both feet completely out, but there were a few years there that I feel like I called myself the career transition queen and uh, it's probably been a year or two now since then. And so what were you doing when you were uh, spending a lot of your time helping people to transition to something new? So... Forsyth's was, became um, reasonably well known in their geographies for providing what we called in that industry outplacement support. So that's just another term for career transition. Right. And really what you're doing there is working with people who have lost their job. So their employer will actually pay us as an external advisor, an external uh, expert, I guess, in and around things like how do you work out what you actually want to do next? So you found yourself unemployed. How do you Where do you go to from here? What are your options? Then how do you actually prepare yourself for that? So how do you get a resume? A lot of people, um, you know, if you think to there was a time when there was a downturn in the mining industry and a lot of people lose their job, maybe in that industry they actually haven't needed a resume for 30 years. So how do they get those tools together? We would support that. We'd do interview coaching. We'd actually support them with where to find the jobs because looking for a job Uh, is very different these days than maybe it was when they first started working. So it really was very much in that realm of where to next. Sure. And I guess your role then involved helping so many people find new opportunities and find the right role for them. I think that because of obviously COVID-19 and everything we're seeing in the job market, this is a really timely episode where we want to focus on how do we equip you as a person to navigate some of the complexities that we're seeing in the job market right now. And so I really just wanted to spend some time picking your brain, Em, about what are all the strategies that people can be using to, I guess, find that new opportunity or get a new job if that's the case or use the time if they're on reduced hours to explore how can they continue to upskill? And actually, it reminds me because you, I saw Foresights are doing this really cool thing at the moment where they've put out there a lot of resources to support people who have gone through maybe a redundancy or uh, reduced hours. Can you just talk to us about what that offering is at the moment? Yeah, sure. So basically because of all this work that we've done for many, many years, we've actually got a workbook. So that workbook is something that 
we use through our career transition program when we're offering that with the one-on-one or workshop-based coaching, but it was designed originally so that you can step yourself through it. And we wanted that so that even after people had finished meeting with us, they could still take it away and they could reuse it in their own time or in the future. So what that means is in this current situation, it's actually perfect for people or people that um, they know. So if somebody sees this, this offer and they maybe know somebody who's out of work or who has extra hours in their week and want to make the most of that from a career point of view, then they can actually get their hands on this workbook and they can step through it. And we cover all sorts of things from mindset and goal setting through to, I guess, really practical components like resume, job search, LinkedIn, the hidden job market is is a big part of that job search piece and then interviewing as well. So that's something that we're actually um, more than happy to send out to anybody who wants it. And I would love to extend that offer to anybody that's listening to this. If you track me down on, you know, maybe on LinkedIn um, or through the podcast, we can get you a copy as well. Cool. So we might put some uh, details in the show notes for this episode of how to find that. Yeah, perfect. Great idea. Awesome. awesome. So let's jump straight in. I want to get as much gold from you in the short time that we have. So I know an, a number of people have found themselves unexpectedly unemployed or stood down or on reduced hours at the moment. How, how should they be feeling right now? I would suggest that if you're listening to this podcast, then right now, this episode, then I am certain that you will work again and then therefore you should be feeling fine. Put aside the fear, put aside the sense of, I guess, anxiety as best you can and feel confident that you will work again. I know that. If you're listening to this, that's who you are, you'll be fine. So I guess when I've considered what sort of mindset, so if you put aside the fear, put aside the anxiety, well, what do you bring in 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 its place? And it's this idea that if the world's feeling out of control and you're feeling like these decisions are really affecting you, but they're being made around you. So somebody else is making the decision that you can't work as many hours as you were, or you can't work in the same way. Then the trick is to actually focus on yourself and, and what you can control and to take ownership over your own actions. Because at the end of the day, that is 110% within your own control. When you know that and when you know that you will work again, then you can actually set yourself up right now for a really successful future. And that might happen quickly, it might happen slowly, but you will be successful. So I tend to think of this as actually a really nice catalyst for creating new opportunities for yourself, for recalibrating your goals. Great for checking in and, you know, maybe if you were kind of becoming complacent or you were just cruising along, you can actually do some course correction of your own career as well. Totally. I mean, it's such a good opportunity to rethink what are you doing with your career? How are you working? What do you want to be doing when you've got extra time on your hands? Like, are you seeing that happen um, in terms of the candidates, I suppose, that your business works with? Is that something that's happening right now? Definitely is, but not everybody is doing it well. And that's really normal. And so the other piece of, I guess, encouraging advice that I would offer or insight that I would offer is that those people are your competition. And if you can actually take ownership of this, then you're already ahead. So that should be of a great comfort and confidence to you. 
if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, you know that we talk a lot about this idea of career self-reliance. And if you've been listening to it and you've actually kind of come around to that idea, then this is the moment that I think you've been training for. And all of these foundations that you've been laying, all of this practice that you've been putting into place around networking online, getting your resume up to date, and actually taking that ownership over your own actions and how they relate to your career, that's essentially been you building your career insurance plan. And that's something that you can now go and lean on and you can use to your advantage. Yeah, right. And I love how you talk about career self-reliance, M. One of the things... I'm, I'm just wondering for people at the moment, because it does feel like we're in a bit of a holding pattern. There's lots of unknowns, there's lots of um, concerns, and also the job market is looking so different to what it looked even just a month ago. And so what does that mean for those people who've been impacted, been stood down or, or made uh, redundant maybe, or on reduced hours? Like, do should they just be be waiting or what should they be doing in this time? So absolutely do not wait. Looking for a job is a full-time job. So if you're completely at a standstill from an employment point of view, so if you're not working, then you need to be up and you need to be putting effort in and energy into activity from 8am to 6pm, five days a week to find a job. And when you think you've done everything you can, you keep going. There is always someone new to talk to. You haven't spoken to everybody in the world yet. You haven't explored every idea. You haven't learned everything you can. So until you have done everything you can, keep going. It's a full-time job. And know that as long as you are doing that and other people are not, you're a step ahead. Now, again, will it happen overnight? Absolutely unlikely. I'm not going to say, you know, it completely won't because for the odd person, maybe it will. It will probably take longer. But even if you find yourself in a situation where you're plugging away at this and it feels like it's taking a really long time because we're still in this kind of sense of standstill from an employment market point of view, know that there are industries that are absolutely not standing still. There are industries that feel like nothing's changed and there are industries that have actually ramped up. Right. But even the ones that have slowed down or been impacted from, I guess, the point of view of not being able to work in the same way that they did, they will come back. And when they come back, you need to be the strongest you've ever been. And that only comes from training right now. Yeah. And so, I mean, if I was coming to you, Em, and and sitting down with you for career transition coaching, what would be the first thing you would tell me? Yeah, look, the first advice we would do is we would actually just take stock of where you're at. So what we normally find is when someone's lost their job, they panic and they think they need a resume. They think that's all that they need, nothing else. And it can be quite confronting for them when that's not the first thing that we focus on because in their mind, that's going to get them another job. And you know what? It, It will. And it's a major part of what we will talk about today and what we would normally talk about in career transition, but we're not ready for that until we actually truly understand where we're trying to get to. What is that goal? What is that, uh, that objective? And there is no set amount of time that we can place on this. So for some people, when we say, okay, let's just pause, let's slow down, let's actually take stock of what you want, some people might be able to come to that realisation in a really clear way within a few moments. Other people might need a week or two and some people might need even longer than that. And if you do take time, it's about 
having downtime for yourself. It's about contemplation. It's about reflection. It's about research. It's about not running off before you've actually determined where are you heading. That's interesting um, in terms of, I, I guess, hearing you say we need to make this and have a have a view that this is a full-time job. And so I guess in the first few weeks of that new full-time job of job hunting, mm. you're spending time reflecting on what do I want, what do I value, what am I looking for from my career? Is that kind of how you see it? Definitely. And again, it's this idea that you've got this catalyst, you've got this moment to go, did I actually love what I was doing or had I become complacent or was it just convenient? And then am I okay with that? Because if it's convenient and that's why you were doing it, but you're actually totally okay with that, that's fine. Right. If you had become complacent, you're not overly career driven from a progression point of view and you'd realize that, you know what, you're actually happy to do that job. That means you can turn up, you can do your job, you can go home and it doesn't carry that any additional stress with it, even though maybe that's what you thought you wanted once upon a time. That's totally okay too. And this might just be the opportunity for you to recognize that in a more conscious way and then be purposeful about, well, actually, I'm looking for something similar to that. I actually was really enjoying that. I'd kind of taken my foot off the pedal and I'm totally okay with it. Yeah, right. And then go and find that again. It doesn't have to be about, although it can be, it doesn't have to be about this really sort of ladder, career ladder focused drive that um, you might sort of think it does. Yeah, right. The first bit of advice you're giving someone if they've been found themselves unemployed or on reduced hours is to slow down and take stock and perhaps rethink where they're heading in terms of their career. And that reminds me of our, actually of our Achieve Your Career Goals episode. So if you are in that spot, jump back a couple of episodes and have a listen to that one. That'll help you to do that process of reimagining what does the future look like and how do you achieve those goals. So next, M, what do you do from here? Okay, this is where we do get a bit more practical rather than conceptual. So there are a few things that I would focus on first and foremost. The first of those things is your resume. Get this sorted. That way you have the opportunity to walk yourself through your career highlights. This will force you to actually package up in a really succinct way what you've been doing with your time from a career point of view. And you might have already worked on that. You might have already, uh, I guess, updated it recently. Well, you can very quickly give it a review and move on. But if you haven't actually got a resume or you haven't put a resume together for many years, this will take you some time. It is an awesome place to start though because it also means that as soon as you go putting feelers out there and someone turns around to you and says, no worries, mate, can you send me your resume? Then you've got it ready to go and you're not going to hold them up because you also want to be moving quickly and capitalising on those opportunities. That is so good. I think the timing with this, because there's going to be more people applying for jobs, Mm -hmm. the the market has flipped where there is a high talent supply at the moment. So the timeliness and responsiveness as a candidate, if jobs become available, is going to be so important. Mm. We've seen three times as many, like an increase of three times as many people contacting us looking for work than pre-COVID-19. Wow. And I guess it goes back to what you were saying before. It's more competitive. So do what you can to make yourself stand out. Mm, mm, Absolutely. And uh, this is sort of, you've reminded me to think back. Our first ever episode was how to make your resume stand out. 
So I think a little bit of homework, you know, for day one of your new full-time job, yeah. looking for a job, would be to go back and, and not only listen to Achieve Your Career Goals, but also listen to our first ever episode, which was all about a resume, how to create a resume. And even if you are, I'm just thinking for those people who maybe their hours have gone from 40-hour work week to 20 and they're on reduced hours, use the additional 20 hours. Don't just watch Tiger King, which, you know. No, you can still do that on your weekend. Yeah. Have your weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I've been watching it. It is a good, yeah, it's worth watching. I haven't watched it yet. But but outside business hours. (laughs) So use those 20 hours a week to be doing this stuff, to mm-hmm. be prepping your resume so that as soon as this pandemic is over, you are ready to go. If not before. Like Absolutely. I guarantee people are still getting jobs. We are still putting people in new jobs. Yeah. I know that for certain. So I do not know when you're going to get your next job, but I know you will get one and I know it could happen anytime from today onwards. Yeah. So definitely have that ready. The other really great thing is it leads me to uh, my second tool for your toolkit and that is LinkedIn and your resume is awesome as far as creating some shortcuts for you when you're building out your LinkedIn profile. So if you have not got a LinkedIn profile or not got a presence on LinkedIn, then you need to get on there and get one. If you do already have one, then you need to be working it. And Can I ask a question? Sorry to jump in. What happens if you're working in an industry that doesn't have a huge LinkedIn kind of presence? So I'm thinking maybe trade or like what's your advice for people in those kind of roles or industries? It's a good question. I would still be on there. So LinkedIn might not be the most important tool in your toolkit. You might not use it as often as somebody else, but you will still use it and you could use it for different reasons. So If I can just, um, you've caught me uh, sort of with a question that I'm going to freestyle a little bit on. So let me skip ahead for a second and then we'll come back to this piece around the profile. If you are somebody that works in trades that doesn't think that LinkedIn is for you, maybe you're less likely to see a job ad on LinkedIn that you're going to apply for. But when you do get an interview for a job with a company that you've applied for Uh, on Seek or that you've heard of from somebody in your network, it might be a referral, then you can actually go to LinkedIn, you can go to the company page and you can learn about that company and it's a more up-to-date feed of information than you will get from their website. You can actually also go and find the HR manager, the CEO, the CFO, some of those other key people, even supervisors. Um, So in and around technical roles, so if you've got technical supervisors, they will be on LinkedIn and they're probably going to be part of the interview panel no matter what job you're going for. So you can go and suss them out and putting a face to the name, getting a feel for their background can be a really great way for you to feel a sense of familiarity and, and remove some of the nerves and do some homework. The other thing that's awesome on LinkedIn is industry insights. So whether you're looking to stay in the same industry or change industries, you can go and find out information about what is actually even happening in that industry. And that can be really useful as part of your research phase. So LinkedIn can be useful to anybody. It's just how you look at it and how you use it. And I also wouldn't rule out the fact that the people who are hiring, recruiters and HR managers... They are on LinkedIn and they are looking for people on LinkedIn. So you could actually flip your thinking on this. And if you're one of fewer candidates on LinkedIn in your industry or with your skill set, you're going to be easier to find by the people who do hang out there and do make hiring decisions. And 
why not use that to your advantage? Yeah, totally. I love that, that you're actually easier to find and it's a greater tool for attraction of talent. Jump back and tell us all the good things about LinkedIn though, Anne. Yeah, sure. Okay, so if we go back to basics, I would simply, as I said, make sure you've got a profile, make sure you're working it. To do that, just Google how to create the best LinkedIn profile. That's what I would do. I would look at the first 10 or so articles. I'd get a bit of an idea of what is consistently recommended and then I'd focus there. Once you've got your LinkedIn profile sorted and you're happy with it and you've used, you know, your resume is a bit of a shortcut for building that out, then you want to make sure that you're connected with everybody that you have ever met in your whole entire life because (laughs) they all have jobs and they could be useful to you now or in the future. So think about who you've worked with. Think about who you know as a friend or family member. They've got jobs too. Think about who you've played sport with, who did you study with and send them a connection request, send them a personalised message. If you're already connected with them, still send them a personalised message. Ask them how they're going. Tell them how you're going and don't be afraid to ask them for help. I think nobody's a mind reader and if you can put it on their radar that you are looking for work, then instantly you've got somebody else thinking of you. No matter, you know, It might not be that they're thinking of you in a really proactive way, but they might stumble over an opportunity next week, next month or in a few months and go, oh, you know what? I was actually just talking or I just heard from Brett the other day and he's looking for work. I'm sure he does something in mechanical engineering. I might just make this connection because right now I feel like if we can all help each other, that's going to be a good thing. And everybody is in a really, I guess, in the mood to help, I'm finding. Definitely. Yeah, we're seeing that so much of... Um, I guess this sense of community, even though we're not physically uh, present with people, there is this growing online community and that we're in this together. So jumping on that, leveraging the time and and that kind of vibe that's out there is definitely a good idea. Yeah. So, okay, you've got, we've, we've worked on our resume and our LinkedIn profile M. What else do we need to be doing as part of our full-time job New hunting? full-time job, yeah, yeah. sure. And um, look, This one, this next one is sort of my third part to this. In This is all about investing back in yourself. So that might look different depending on who you are. It might be that you upskill. So for example, there are plenty of free online courses out there at any time, but now more than ever, we're seeing a real surge of that. Uh, TAFE is offering courses that are, I guess, accredited um, to their actually qualifications, but also you might just decide to go and read that stack of books that's on your bedside table that you yeah. haven't touched. And perhaps they are fiction, perhaps they're non-fiction. They will still give you something, whether it be igniting your creative brain or be something that is you know, leadership focused. If you've been thinking perhaps that that's really relevant to your career now in the future, you might decide to volunteer. So there are some, it's a nice time to actually build up your community resume so to speak and that can pay dividends later but also networking I'm seeing so many networking events go online now and in some ways that's a little bit more daunting but in other ways I think it's actually more comfortable and everybody's doing it anyway we're all in it together so why not jump on and have a go at at that lastly the other I guess thing that I would suggest is if you're you know you are going down that path of taking time for yourself and, and recharging your batteries then it's a good opportunity to start or build on new habits that maybe you've been thinking about or putting off or 
pretending to yourself that you, you've just been too busy with work. You haven't had time. So whether that be meditation or some sort of exercise or training regime, those things, if you can actually use this time to build up those habits, once you're back into, um, I guess, employment in a full-time sense that looks a little bit more like it used to, you can take those habits with you and, and they will pay off in how successful you are in your career in the future. Yeah, I love that. I, there's so much good stuff that you can be using this time to do. Like uh, prior to COVID, I had like this sense of, oh, everything is so busy. I can't find time to do at learning and development or, or things that are actually value adding. But this is a really good opportunity to actually do some of those things that have been on the list that have just sat there mm. untouched. And I think you mentioned volunteering I think from the perspective of a not-for-profit, not-for-profits right now have been really significantly impacted because obviously donations go down significantly in times of economic crisis. I would just encourage anyone out there listening today, if you have lost your job, you could engage and volunteer in a capacity that will actually make look good on your resume oh my goodness totally like just volunteer and and you might be able to invest three days a week and do something in your technical area of expertise that's going to add value somewhere and they're going to be able to give you a reference and so it won't be this stint of unemployment but it'll actually be you using this time to add value and and be generous with your time but also you'll be getting something back from giving to one of those not-for-profit or community organisations. It really does bridge the gap on your resume. That's worth saying. Yes. I love seeing you. I mean, right now, I just want to tell people what I'm seeing because <laughs> we're, we're online uh, doing this remotely, but Em's Trying cat, to work from home. <laughs> Em's cat is just like crawling all over her. And I'm not really a cat person, so I'm glad I'm just watching you through the screen. You thought having a... Um, child at home was distracting try and have a a cat that is annoyingly affectionate yeah look I can't say I'll I'll experience that at any time soon (laughs) anyway moving on okay we're down to our final thing you've talked through we need to take stock to slow down and, and rethink what what do we want to achieve with our career then we need to get practical look at our resume LinkedIn and so on what is the final thing that you would encourage someone to do if they're in this position? I would encourage you to remain focused on your attitude. So check yourself constantly. Keep your attitude, I guess, really positive. So this is, um, we said earlier to slow down and take stock. If you need to take some time to actually just chill out and to be quite intentional about how you do that. So recognizing yourself that it's not the right time for you to be talking to new people. You're not going to present yourself well. You need to re-energize and rebuild that emotional fuel tank. That is absolutely okay. Go and practice that self-care. Be considered about it. Feel really safe. I mean, the opportunities that we've been talking about, the, like your network, your experience, everything you have to offer the world will still be there in a week or two weeks or a month. So just give yourself that time because your attitude is going to be so important. If you are in this high pressure zone, which we all are at the moment, and you present yourself to a potential new employer or somebody that might be able to refer you to a potential new employer, and they see their experience with you is how proactive you're being, how self-accountable you're being, how much initiative you're taking, then they are going to think, oh my goodness, 
this person, if they can be that stellar under this sort of pressure, then imagine how good they could be when everything's going really well, the sun's shining and we're kind of getting on with it without that external crisis. The pandemic. The pandemic, yeah. So use this as that growth opportunity. Don't let your attitude undo all of the good work otherwise. Definitely. And I think going back to what you said up front, Em, you mentioned mindset. And mindset is so key in all of this. Like I think people's confidence does get knocked when there's things like reduced hours or financial stress or unemployment. But going back to what mindset do I want to have when I'm navigating these challenges and you know what, we we are all in this together and this is not forever. Mm -hmm. This current climate is not forever and how how good will it be when we're on the other side? Yeah, absolutely. And we will still have recruitment challenges and we will still have some industries that are doing better than others. Every single episode we've recorded so far is still relevant even though we didn't even know this was coming. So when it comes to something like your career, you're just always preparing for what's next. So good. Well, that pretty much sums up this episode. So thanks, Em, for all your advice today on how to navigate some of these challenges we're seeing in the job market and in terms of employment. It is my pleasure and I would love to get that career transition workbook to anybody who would like it. So please do take us up on that offer. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out and we'll talk soon. Talk to you later.